Okay, welcome to episode 61 of the Never Iron Anything Comics Review Podcast. This episode we're going to do something a bit different. Earlier this year, myself and my guests started something. We've done a lot, a lot in the last nine months, and honestly, we've probably made quite a few mistakes as well. And we're here to talk about them. Yes, we're talking about Tribute Press, and I'm here with my buddy and collaborator, Mr. Adam Falp. How are you doing, babes? Hello! <laughs> Very well, Tony. How are you, mate? Good. Yeah, it's not as if we don't talk enough. To be fair, is it? Not really, no. I'm, no. I'm a little tired this evening, I must say. So oh, yeah. If I, if Shagging. I'm not, if I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I nod off during your podcast, mate. Wouldn't be the first uh, time, would it? Let's face it. Not not unlike your listeners, I don't think. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> a, this a, goes out. There's a few listeners <laughs> sat on a couch with a little map of Africa next to them, you know, listening to my voice, let's be honest. Mm. Um, good. So... We're talking about Tribute Press. We're going to talk a little bit about... We decided to do a sort of State of the Nation address, but less grand. Um, and we we started... We went into this completely and utterly blind, didn't we? Just on a sort of whim. <laughs> uh, yeah, like many of the things we do. This started what... Um, it was a quick conversation. You sent me one script uh, to do one book. Yeah. Which then had a sequel which then started a line of publishing other books. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. And we sort of, it was, um, we just sort of fell into it, didn't we? Um, it just became something we did, and we decided, you came up with the name Tribute, didn't you, I think? Is that right? Uh, yeah, it was going to be something else I did. I can't remember what it was, but I, okay. I had the name for something else. Maybe it was going to be all the all the books that I was supposed to do with, like, you and Fraser and stuff. Yeah. That's true, and you had, we won't name them, but you had a few other people you'd approached as well. But uh, it, it, as as is the want with small press, it didn't it didn't turn into anything, did it? Yeah, no, would yeah, that's the thing. Like I always say that when when I speak to creators, like think like ideas sort of come and go, don't they? Because yeah. just how long it takes to do a book, like a book is you know sort of three to six months. Well, for some people, my friend. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Or or two years if you're. Uh, Mike Barron or whoever. <laughs> if you're, it was three years your... if you're Tim Truman. Yeah, I've just oh, backed okay. to Mike Barron, so I'm waiting for them. They look good. But, uh, yeah. So, Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike. Mike. I've done dirty there. Yeah, he's all right. He's, he's a, he's a good one. Um, Shout out to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, so we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about the learning process we went through. Um, and just uh, sort of detail a couple of things that we came across. I know we had a, a couple of issues with printing and so forth. But we're going to talk about first about the creative process. So the work that we did and the work you did with Fraser was kind of the first time you'd, you'd worked regularly with a writer, I'm going to say. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I've self-published like, um, I'm going to say maybe like two or three books before we worked together and they were all written by me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, your script was like the first one I ever got and decided to sort of stick to. So how did you feel about working off a script? Is it something, and is, I mean, let's, let's put it out on the air. Is there anything that you found uh, constricting or did you find some explanations a little too loose or how did you find it? Um, as a fun, uh, yeah, I mean, it was fine. I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, I guess it was because I, I always find myself, if if I haven't got an idea, I try and force one, and then that's when think like ideas don't catch on. You're sort of sitting at the drawing table wondering what to draw. Right. Okay. But at least at least that sort of got rid of that for me. Like I knew 
what I had to do. Yeah. It was right there in front of me, and there was no sort of procrastinating or what should I draw tonight. Okay, it that's was, interesting. That was one. That was one sort of good thing because I think I think good ideas are hard to come by. I don't think I think you've got to wait and you've got to you know let them like just stay and stuff. Yeah. So if you, if you don't have one at a particular time, it can be difficult okay. to get to to do something. And I, I'm not one for just sort of drawing for the sake of drawing. I prefer to spend have purpose time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And have like a goal in mind whether it be a book or or a commission or an illustration piece yeah did you find that it pushed you into drawing stuff that you wouldn't have perhaps drawn or thought to have drawn maybe maybe i mean you put a lot of um shit in them books like unicorns and <laughs> things <laughs> uh, cocks going into skulls Lit- literally shit to be fair as well yeah mm. in the last issue is literally yeah. you've had to draw shit yeah, in fact, in the in the second issue we did that as well, but it was unicorn shit, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that that gives me license to mythical shits. Give me license to do like creative freedom. Easier in it than rather just I looking can do at whatever I want them, you know? Easier than looking at your morning business and just having to trace it or something, you know? Yeah, but no, yeah, it was it was um, when I if I was to write something, I'd either go um, very loosely what happens on each page, then thumbnail it, and then add the words in after. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's always good to sort of mix things up. So obviously, when you sent you you sent a full script over that first time, yeah, um, and it was just a little bit little bit different, a little change of pace, you know. Yeah, I suppose we've changed our collaborative process pretty much on every book we've done, haven't we? Because I think the first one was full script, second one was piecemeal. Third one was part of it. I texted you. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do a very much. I was listening to. Um, I think it was like um, Sean Phillips on a podcast the other day. Right. And he was talking about how he gets his, his scripts from Ed Brubaker, and he says it's been absolutely years since he got a full script from him anymore. Oh, okay. Was he just getting like, sections? Yeah, I feel like we're the same. Like you send me like three or four pages at a time now, and yeah. I don't know if that's. Because I'm too quick for you. Yeah, to... no, you are really quick. That's the thing. And, and I, as I always say to you, because I'm old, I like to ruminate on ideas. And I do think it's better to do that. I do certainly with the one we're doing at the moment. I do think that the ideas are for me anyway, better for me rather than just sitting down and writing it because it's changed a little bit. And I'm quite pleased with the little weird changes I've put in. You know. Um, so with that one, I sent you the I sent you a sort of a Bible and the first four pages, and I think I've just sent you the ten pages now. Um, but even that's different, isn't it? Because I've included some photo reference and um, more like not photo reference, more like mood pieces and stuff like that, haven't I? As part of that script. Yeah, I mean, but I think that's just that's you mixing up for yourself as well, like right, in okay. the same way that I might go, oh, maybe I'll link this one differently. Yeah. I think for you, obviously, you don't have that such a an obvious thing to change creatively. But I think you can go right. I'm going to write the script this way now. Yeah, maybe. And I think I get I get a bit excited by talking to you about stuff because the other the other thing we do, which is something I haven't really done with previous collaborations, is I meet up with you once a week and we talk through what we're doing. Um, not that we have any huge direction. We're not organised in any way apart from mail days. But we um, we do talk through ideas, and I do get to see whether you like them or not. I think perhaps. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, I do. I do 
so you know this one the one you sent me to today like that hmm. that like you like you alluded to like that's changed completely since you first mentioned it to me like yeah you've when when you first when we first spoke about it that there was you know there, there was like a narrative there but i think it's got so i mean it's probably like the most i'd say the most ambitious thing that i've seen you write for because, this for you yeah definitely yeah for for this period yeah undoubtedly because yeah you know, obviously the first and the first two and even the third one they're very simple structures simple like storytelling and and the the sort of twist if you like on the book the hook of the book is either the feel for the violence or you know in in that sort of way and like the triple x not nature of it yeah is it's what makes those books interesting as opposed to the story okay whereas whereas this that's for me anyway it's mine i think i'm led a bit by your because you you decide format that's the thing we do as well people don't realize is you decide format so you decided comic size for the first issues you'd i think had got some star blazers through the post or something and decided to go with the commando for the third issue i think i saw some uh similar to star blazers i can't remember what they're called now i think they're like um like south american crime sort of digest size like pulpy oh, things. okay i know what you mean yeah, yeah and yeah. i saw i saw them and i was like oh they look pretty good yeah uh, but and they weren't sort of star blazery they still had like i we sort of i reined it back with the commando two panels theme but in those ones they had slightly different they might they range from like three panels to two panels to one panels right okay um uh, but then i sort of brought it back to just the two to make it to put that little sort of spin on it as well but um but yeah i just i'm just sort of really like what we were trying to do with the first what we were really trying to sort of put out there was that these what we were homaging sort of 70s and 80s comics yeah so for me the first two issues being standard comic book size fitted very well um but then after that i just think the world's our oyster with atomic hercules like we can do anything with him yeah so the next one the next one we're planning is magazine size which is a different deal again and i have to say for anyone who's who's out there and and fancies doing a commando book they're they're a they're a piece of piss to write and draw aren't they because it's it's quite simple (laughs) yeah i mean i that was i guess that was one of the other reasons because you i for me i i literally cut up the amount of like bristol board in a certain size and just drew each one as each panel was just one bit of bristol board yeah and there was no i find when i like even though i like drawing comic book pages there's a lot going on that you've got to sort of mix together and you've got to make sure it reads well and you've got a there's a lot to fuck up on that page yeah it's a, lot of, if, there's, it's a hugely different pacing thing isn't it with those two panels a page it's, it's yeah it's, and i find it sort of yes yeah, it's, it's just more to get wrong like you could you could have five panels on a normal page uh have four great ones and then one you fuck up a little bit and that kind of ruins the page for me and i, and I just think oh i've got to either do it again or i've got to learn to live with it whereas this you know if, if i got one of these panels wrong i could just throw that away and start again yeah, I get you. Yeah, that's true, actually, from a drawing point of view. I think of it as drumming. That's how I always think of stories, is, um, you know, hitting the drum. And and those two panels a page are easy. Dun, 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 dun. You know, they're like that, aren't they? Quick fire, two two mm. shots at a time. But a um, 
a, a page certainly for the magazine which is obviously going to have more panels is is a little bit more complicated so it plays across a page in a different way um yeah it's uh and that, and i think that's the visualization of that page is part of what i'm trying to communicate to you as well although do you do, am i overly restrictive in relation to panel structure occasionally i talk about panels don't i uh maybe but i never i never take them as gospel right like if i if yeah, i yeah. if i wanted to do something then i'll do it and then you just have to put up with it i think when i send it back <laughs> to you um, i think the only one i would, probably would have stuck with was the stairs in tommy hercules 2 i think where he runs up the stairs that's the one i sort of you know i sort of woke up and sort of thought all right that's that's what you know i think that's when i might have might have talked a bit more to you about you know but everything else i'm fairly open about to be fair by the time i've sent it to you and you've drawn it and we and it gets back to me it's ages i can't remember what i've drawn <laughs> anyway most of the time. <laughs> this is a great book who yeah. wrote this again <laughs> yeah what's this about again all oh, this is interesting oh look a knob yeah it's a bit like that yeah um cool good now um because we, we're a one-man band, essentially, I, I just sort of float about and write stuff, and I get I get used to everything. I get used to everything else. There's two people. Well, kind of, yeah, yeah, two, but two, two-man band. But the I sort of I sort of fanny around, um, procrastinating and writing stuff, and running it by you on the phone or in person, and then you have to do everything else, don't you? So you draw everything, you letter everything, and you design everything, and then we get we send it to someone to proofread. Um, that's kind of how it works, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah that's how much. I understand the creative process. <laughs> yeah, you write things down in a WhatsApp message and send them. <laughs> right, and then the next that was minute, just, I've a, forgotten to do there's something. There's a box. That one ne- case. The next minute, there's a box of comics turning up. <laughs> that was one case where I'd forgotten to do something and you had to remind me about five hours before we went to print. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, now, but yeah, no, I enjoy all that stuff, man. It's not, you know, like I've I've come to to enjoy obviously the drawing and stuff, but you know, I like I like the sort of design aspect, yeah. and so sometimes it's like like pulling teeth, like when you're when you're when you get to the end and you're you're trying to upload files, yeah, and, and get them like put in like a nice PDF ready to print, but you know, something's like a little too far to the left or to the right or you know, one of the old textures that hasn't like come through properly. Right. But apart from that, yeah, I just enjoy yeah making the thing. Yeah. Which is like, which is good for you. Yeah, it's very good for me. It's brilliant. Yeah. I just sort of phone you and say, "Hey, getting on." Yeah. In a sort of ca- caring way. You know, that's because you feel like you have to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, one one thing we have had a couple of hiccups with that people might might be able to learn from our mistakes around is the printing process um uh so cards on the table use mixum um so far um they, they've printed the first few that we've done um we, we may we're, we're not tied to them we may well go somewhere else at some point um but we had two hiccups didn't we we had one around some postcards um what, what was that again because i know you never showed them to me in the end the postcards did you we had a bit of a hiccup with them oh postcards uh, postcards postcards were just uh, I just picked a like a paperweight that was too small, and I think I went for like 150, and I didn't like it. We would have got away with them, right? Again, cards on the table, we'd have got away with them, and no one would have known. But I didn't like them because that's not because postcards aren't that thin. Yeah, it seems maybe it seemed a bit of a cheap option, didn't it? When they were there, it was a stretch goal, wasn't it? I think was that right? 
Uh, yeah, I yeah. think I, I act as like QC sometimes for, for Tribute Press. <laughs> like, I feel like that's Queen, like Queen's Council. Best. We'll need one of them eventually <laughs> when we do get finally sued. But I think you mean yeah. quality control, I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah stuff like that. Like, um, while, while our, the material inside said comics isn't to a particularly high standard... Get it off. I do, I do like to think... But the uh, the actual book itself, I like to be a nice thing that people like to own because I I don't know about you, but I love owning like books that are nice. Like yeah, yeah, I've, I've got like I've got a very small, like obviously probably like yourself. I'm you know, a fair few fair few comics, but I've got a little short box. It's just full of just stuff that I really like. Yeah, and I enjoy owning those things. And my dream is to have people buy our books and enjoy owning them. <laughs> <laughs> one day but yeah no i get ashamed of owning them but yeah as long as they like hide them from their them. children and their wives in case they think we're weird yeah i do um i had a, a crystal um not the sex cushion the actual friend of mine came around the office yesterday on friday and i said um i said oh i'm, I'm going for a poo have a read of this and uh, i gave her the um commando and i came back from having a poo and she said i think you're mental and that was the best possible review. I think we might use yeah. that on the back <laughs> was, of... Was she wrong? No, I don't think so. I think she's quite right. Um, yeah, and the other the other printing thing we had, we had an issue with colours, didn't we? I think the we did... A, because we, as I recommend to many people now, is get a proof. We'd done the, the, right, we'd done the right thing, haven't we? And we got a proof. But then what happened? Uh, yes. Uh, so uh, the proof copies that they send, because they're... Um, because they're a low print run because you're only doing it like a test print yeah they'll they'll only give you the option to print digitally which is for basically like it's just, that is just a big uh like office printer really that prints in color okay uh, whereas if you order a large number you have the option to print lifo which is for which is a big sort of almost like printing press and you can do more on it right but famously the uh the colors uh from digital are brighter than on litho so right. i think so so we basically just got them mixed up so we got a digital we we got our test prints now the colors for knockout and tiger style are supposed to be really bright and vivid there's pinks and there's greens yeah um so they, they arrive digital printed they look pretty good uh so then we placed the order but I didn't see that I'd placed it for the larger print run, which is which is good for some stuff. Like maybe if you if you if you're going for like an old school, uh, like comic feel, yeah. Then where where you want the colours to sort of be a little bit duller because you're pretending you've printed it on newsprint, that would have been good. But yeah, we printed them lifo, they came back, and the colours just didn't. Again, could we have got away with it? Oh, probably. They weren't you know terrible but you know i've yeah, made that you book. weren't quite happy with them yeah yeah well i've made the book and if you if you read knock it and tiger style there's lots of pinks and there's lots of like bright like sort of lime greens and i've made them to sort of stand out and be quite striking and the and the book that was lifo printed just it, it wasn't like that, that, that so it didn't look how i wanted it to so we went back and printed them digitally so the colors could pop a little more yeah good yeah so that's all down to your department don't forget i just write things and then wander around 
Yeah, I yeah. I did, but, uh, yeah, you did well there, mate. Yeah, good. Um, the other thing we found that's beneficial is meeting up. As I said before, we meet up once a week, probably pretty much in it. Um, we've, we're fortunate that we live near each other, so and my office is near your house, so we meet up in there, have a coffee, and plan. And I think that's genuinely really helped. I think um, the, the nature of the world these days, and and your little firm of aged people is, is ne- people never speak, do they? They all text each other or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh <laughs> so we find that um actual communi- proper communication in a more of a traditional sense assists in the creative process is that something you'd agree with or yeah i guess so i mean yeah. I, I, I probably never thought about it until now but yeah i mean we, we even when we're not talking about our books you know you've normally got a stack of new stuff yeah in there and you're like oh look at this look at this and then and then we'll see things that we like like in the script you sent me today there's a little there's a little homage of a of a cover that we probably looked at together. Yeah. And you thought, and you, you know, we said, oh, that that looks good. And yeah, you've you've used that in that in that script. So I, I, yeah, I just think talking together, seeing what each other, seeing what we both like. You normally, you know, you make a nice grand. You set the scene for me. You say, right, here's what I've written today. Yeah. And you, and you announce it, and I'm just sitting there. Like, I sort of um, act it out, don't I, dramatically? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm like a television producer, and you want me to pick up your script. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a great movie called The Player, um, and in it, it's all about Hollywood. And in it, it always it opens with them going, right, this is the scene. It's raining, there's umbrellas, they're open. They're outside the prison, <laughs> everyone's holding a candle. And they go into this sort of super dramatic, melodramatic reading of it, and I try and do that, I try and play it out. So I say, right, they're in a bar, he's getting noshed off. And that's how I start, something like that, you know. Um, yeah, you, you normally get to the cock, cock parts, and I just sit there nodding <laughs> in agreement. <laughs> to be Very fair, good. and there's, I mean, that's something we're going to move on to now. I was thinking was, I haven't, I mean, we've got, we've kind of got a name now for being outrageous, um, it, and we are intending one thousand percent to be outrageous, um, with us, with us, a satirical bent to it that you know some people spot and some people don't. But do you think? How do you think that's do you think that's dealt us a good hand or a bad hand, man? What do you think? Uh, I think, fortunately for us, I don't think we attract a, a wide enough audience to offend anyone. I yep. think people who, I think the people who buy our books haven't done it by mistake. You know, they they haven't wandered into their comic shop and <laughs> and picked something up off the shelf and got home and thought, hang on a minute, what the fuck is this? Yeah, you know, I think that they've you know, they've gone on the Kickstarter, they've gone on our website, and I like to think they know what we're all about. Hopefully. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I think so. With, in, yeah, so by that. I suppose we're lucky that, to have the podcast, this podcast, and also the awesome comics, um, and our social media presence, and people kind of know what they're going to get, don't they? We sort of. We've we've made our bed and we're we're living it now. We're we're using it to our best benefit, I suppose. But I don't yeah. I don't write. I don't write to think right. Well, how can I be outrageous today? I write to think what will be funny, what will Adam enjoy, and what what will fit into our aesthetic, I suppose. Uh, yeah, but I do think again, like this all come around because we were sick of things. Not not that yeah. not that everything we need has to be outrageous, but I think we were just fed up of the same old rubbish. Yeah, and yeah. like, so how how could we push against the the tide? Like, what how could we do things differently? Yeah, it's it's. 
I do think we're we're growing a new generation of prudes. When I was growing up, the prudes used to be your granny. Do you know what I mean? But your, your <laughs> yeah. granny's more likely to to say F and C now than the kids, you know, that work at London publishing houses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See um, what I mean? It's like everyone seems to be but, a prude these days. I went. I was. I was in a meeting the other day. I'm completely unconnected to this, and someone says, "Oh, I've, I've got a funny thing to say, but I hope nobody's upset by it. I really hope I don't insult anyone." Um, but they'd run out of Christmas paper, and I was in the local shop, and I suggested, "Why don't you write happy where it says happy birthday? Just add the word Jesus, and we can sell it as Christmas paper." And everyone laughed. And I thought, <laughs> why was she so worried about that joke? No one cares, you know. Um, I do think I think it's an it's a sort of accelerating problem of people, and I we give offence um, constantly in our comics, and that's the point of them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think I've, I think I've said before that I do believe that everyone's like secretly loves this stuff. Maybe not everyone. Maybe not the proper like as you alluded to, like people who are like offended by absolutely everything. But <laughs> yeah. I do think. I do think the average person, you know, gets off on reading stuff like this because they even know they shouldn't. Yeah. Or, feel, yeah, they feel like they shouldn't be reading it or they feel like it might upset people or they just don't see enough of it. Yeah. And there's a, there's a reason behind it. If you look at the first one, we pick we pick a fight with um, laziness, m- uh, millennials, um, fake religions um, and social media. Um, if you look at um, issue three, Commando, um, we 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 pick holes in internet hero worship and obsessions with people who are unreal. When he goes on about stop staring at your glowing screens, you know that's what we're doing. We're talking about that. So there is a, there is a multi-layered effect to it, I think. And the new one, there's a there's a huge reason for it that is explained. Um, that that picks holes in perhaps people's stupid opinions. So it's not just, oh, he's stuck a cock in his eye, as much as that is, does make me laugh. <laughs> yeah, you know, or a unicorn just did a shit on someone. As long as that does make me laugh. But there is a reason for a lot of it, you know. Yeah, it's like you've started writing properly by, by, by issue four. <laughs> <laughs> you've decided to write I know, I did say book. to you, I said, we're only on page 10. I've written like 20 pages. Yeah, I don't know what's happening there. Maybe we'll turn it into a novel at some point. Yeah, I'm sure people would love it. <laughs> yeah. The stage play. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Good. Now, um, the other thing we we probably might people might be able to learn from us is the the mistakes and the triumphs we've had with promoting it. Um, I'm going to say I don't see it's not whilst it's nice to get reviews um, because not only do they help us with the problems we might might be having, but they also you know give us a little g up if they're if they're in any way positive. But I don't see any sales figures from a review, but with two exceptions. And the exceptions I make would be the kayfabe um, episode, which we appeared on, which um, opened a number of doors for us, didn't it? Um, and the 11 o'clock comics episode. Everything else didn't really move the button at all, I've got to tell you. I feel like um, the way to turn reviews into sales is to is to sort of somehow get yourself into other little communities inside this big what feels like a small community yeah. but in the grand scheme of things is actually quite big so i mean that that the, the cartoonist kayfabe youtube that youtube channel has a lot of 
uh, there's a lot of people there who watch that and are in that sort of little group of people. Yeah. And the same with the 11 o'clock comics boys have bought, have, have spent years and years building up a little group yeah. of, of, of people. Uh, and, and there's some, obviously some crossover between the two, but if you can find a way, you know, we, we maybe weren't engrossed in that group of 11 o'clock comics guys before they mentioned it. And then, they all knew about it then. Yeah, and we've and had then... a significant number of sales from the Slack group, which I'm a member of, but it's the 11 o'clock Slack group. It's for the, the, the a lot of them, you know, high roller collectors, you know, and I think that's great. And there, I think in England, we're kind of stuck in the zine crowd. Everyone gets stuck in that zine crowd, don't they? Um, but I think you've got to remember, there's a lot of people that read Marvel and DC who might well enjoy your comics, you know. Um, and we kind of we we I'm hoping we've reached out to that. And the kayfabe thing is, there's the outlaw element to it. There's the nineties element to it. There's the wizard magazine element to it. You know, um, there's that there's that side of things as well. And there are other areas to explore. I know um, Noah Van Skyver's YouTube is becoming very popular, isn't it? Um, that that will be another another little avenue I'm sure that will will open up. But not to pushy people. I think the thing is we've we've tried not to be pushy, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I think it's good. It's, it's nice to get a review, but the average comic reviewer doesn't really have a platform or a community built around it. Yeah. You know, you know, they might have two, three, maybe four people who check the website, but the only the only time they people are probably going to see it is if we retweet that link. But of course, they would already follow us. So yeah. They'd already know about it. I think I'm doing a disservice to the ACP as well. I think the Awesome Comics has got a big swell of people who will buy support people. Um, and we we've sort of sort of certainly seen a lot of our sales come from those people, you know, as yes. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're... yeah. I just think selling selling more books is about how you can just get yourself into these little little pools of people, yeah. little pools of fans and, and communities. And and the, and I guess the problem is it, it's not so easy as if to be like I'm going to go and sell to these people now because most of the time you you don't know where the communities are. I think that's the problem. If yeah. you find, if you can find them. Like I, I wouldn't have said, and it's not that I wouldn't, didn't think they would have, but you know, I just wouldn't have thought about it that you know, maybe the, there's so many people who listen to the eleven o'clock comics guys and take their words as not as gospel, but when they say yeah, something good is good, they yeah. will go and yeah. buy it. It's just something you don't really think about, or I don't think about. But I think that's the secret. If you if you can find these groups, you can get yourself in them. Yeah. And then sales will come that way. I think as well as striking out on your own, and it's it's it seems to be like you know like the old the old shit football game where they just one bloke's kicking the ball and everyone's just running around behind him trying to catch him. You know, I think it's a bit <laughs> like that sometimes. So after we were on kayfabe, I probably had ten, maybe twelve people ask me how I got on it. You know. Um, so the, there's there's that chasing the ball thing that goes on as well. You got to be a bit imaginative, I think. You got you got to stick your head out. And we got a lot of sales straight away overnight out of that, didn't we? People went to the site because they trust those guys as well. Um, the other thing the other thing that's part of that is distribution elsewhere. Now we're lucky now we've sort of Eddie at Strangers who's who's selling our titles for us now, and we're getting a bit of distribution through him. And and I think that does help as well to get into new markets, which is becoming increasingly difficult with postage at the moment. 
Yeah, it's it's tough. But yeah, like Eddie, Eddie's been, you know, I I think I found Eddie through yeah. the the cartoonist kayfabe YouTube channel when I bought a copy of Strangers, and we just exchanged some messages, and that was how this all started. You know, it was just you know literally one of us reaching out to the other one and saying, "I like what you're doing." Yeah, and that was and that was it then. Yeah. Um. And the other thing is we've used, we've made use, not in the recent issue, but we have made use on a number of occasions with variant covers, which is a little bit dynamite comics, a little bit late nineties, isn't it? But we've, um, and we've, you reached out to Ken Langraff and Ben Mara and they were both utter professionals, weren't they? They turned a cover around straight away. Um, and I think we caught a bit of attention because of both those two guys in different crowds even. Yeah, I think, I mean, the reason I did those was because I love the idea of, like, people I look up to drawing our characters and then how is, and then the best way for me to present that on on the best scale possible is to put it on the cover of a book. Yeah. So that's kind of why I went with sort of, I suggested variant covers. Um, but, but no, yeah, you, you're kind of, I feel like when you when you get a pinup or when you get someone to do a cover for you, you're not just paying for the art. I mean, you're sort of paying for, you know, them to tweet about it and them to post okay. on Instagram. Yeah, I get you. In a way, do you, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I not, do. I'm not. We're not just paying Ben Mara for his art, which is amazing. So don't you know take that away from him. But you know, we all I. For me, kind of like, you know, he 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 put that on Instagram. Like, the, I think maybe the inks for it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then I, you know, I picked up. I think you did as well. Dozens of followers of people that were interested. Yeah. Now I'm not saying they don't. You know, they don't have to do that. Of course. You know, you know, you're paying for the art and not, you know, the social media followers have built up over the last. However many years, I mean, we'd but... certainly go back to him, wouldn't it? And that would be one of the factors that we would go back to him over. You know, if he did, yeah. if it had taken six months to do it and we never saw it, and we probably wouldn't go back to him. But because he was quick, helped promote it, was enthusiastic about the product, then you go back to them, don't you? And I think that's an art, uh, you know, good to him. Yeah, that's a good thing to do. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, I think I just feel like it's, it's something to consider. You know, if, yeah, you, yeah. if you don't get me wrong, if you love someone's art and they've only got you know, fifty followers, and then cool, you know, don't don't not do it because of that but you know if so if you, if you can afford it i mean obviously all this stuff comes at a price yeah but if if you can afford dan clowes to do you a cover then you're not just get, i'm saying you're not just getting the the dan clowes cover you're getting him i mean he probably wouldn't tweet about it, but if he did then you <laughs> would, you would be selling gangbusters my friend yeah that's true i've got an idea for a new cover i'll tell you afterwards actually it's occurred okay. to me. Yeah, is, it, good. is it dan clowes yes i thought we could get okay. dan clowes yeah, Brilliant. and the other thing is I've learned as well a lesson to everyone is if you get someone to draw a version of your character, and the version is so amazing, don't get it framed immediately because we can't scan it and put it in the comic. Or well, yeah, or get or just get it scanned first because it was supposed to be a back cover in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Although it is in the wall, it is on the wall of Tribute Press offices now, which is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Grant, Grant Richards we're talking about he did this amazing an amazing Atomic Herc which one day I'm sure I'll take a Stanley knife to and take out of the frame but it's just amazing but I know um, I stuck it on the 11 o'clock slack and he got I think he got quite a few more commissions because people went fucking hell this dude and he's really good yeah really yeah. good yeah 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 um, okay so that's 
where we've got to past projects we've um i think i worked it out we've done six comics so we've done um three um atomic hercules we've done knockout and tiger style we've done tony osman which you haven't mentioned yet and cliff cumber now that was uh, sort of a late addition really to the line something i'd been working on before that but we decided it fitted in and um since then i mean he's in he's in ghost commando cliff he's done a, a pin-up in that and um he certainly fits in with our aesthetic he's brilliant isn't he he's really good yeah, he's one of, one of the boys. Yeah, one of definitely. The boys. Yeah, definitely one of the tribute boys. And um, so we've got that, and that was, I have to say, that was appeared in a couple of favourite lists this year, as did Tomic. And uh, we were over the moon with it, just just joyous. I, I had a really, um, I wrote it when I came out of um, quite a serious illness in hospital. So it was written off the back of being in a coma, which I think shows, because it's mental. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so that's quite fun. Um, and the other one we did was the one we keep forgetting about, dude. Is uh, we did Jeremy as an Ashcan, didn't we? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I do forget about Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy was a little eight-nine pager, which connects into the Atomic Hercules universe about um, the bloke who runs the forty-second level. Don't reverse those words of hell, um, which is hell for annoying people, basically. Um, and that was a bit of fun, and that was a kind of a quick idea you had when you wanted to do a stretch goal. So can you write something? And that we we turned that one around pretty much in a week. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that was like yeah, that was super quick. My thing with stretch goals is um, please don't send me any more postcards or bookmarks, please. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just feel like people are interested in comics, so just give them more, give them some more comics if you yeah. can, of course. Yeah, and that's that was a, a low print run, and and you know people like Rachel Lee Carter really enjoyed it. It was nice to see. So, yeah, it's good. And a lot of vomiting I wrote into it, comedy vomiting, which I enjoyed writing. Very good. Um, and then we did another, we've done two web comics, um, short web comics that um, uh, feature characters from the, did you see um, uh, Not So Tiny today? Who, who did, um, who's our friend? Charles, Charles, Charles Raymond. Raymond, yeah. Did you see what he did today? He did like a picture of, he said, this is filth. Tommy Hercules is filth, this is disgusting. <laughs> Here's a picture of him having a cup of tea and eating some cake. Um, but on the chair was Crystal the sex cushion as well. Yeah. That was good. Do you know like how they never show superheroes like getting into their suits and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that is yeah, you just never see Atomic Hercules having a cuppa. You don't do But it does it does you just assume that happens. Yeah, that was a nice and then we've had a, a few little surprises like that. People have drawn the character. It was um John Tucker, lo loads of people to be fair. It's been really nice. Ian Ashcroft, uh Johnny Cannon, yeah, a few people have drawn it and just sort of surprised us with it, which has been really nice. Um good uh and we've so two web comics that sort of expand the universe and we also did a print which was um how to do kung fu um that's <laughs> <laughs> just another classic really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah now that was that was you came in and said what we're gonna you reminded me that i'd promised to write something for it and then you got on your bicycle and cycled home and by the time you got home i'd written it which i was quite proud yeah. of so it just shows how quickly i can swing into action Rather than being in procrastination alley, which I normally am in. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to say, you are you, you are pretty pretty handy for stuff like that. Pretty good. <laughs> and uh, I didn't even send you that one on a WhatsApp, did I? I? Actually, sent you on an email, so I was quite proud of that one. Yeah. Good. Um. Okay, mate. So, what we got coming up? Did you want to mention what we got coming up or what we aspire to do? Uh. Well, we've 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 loosely sort of mentioned. Uh, it's probably the elephant in the room now, which is the Sonic Hercules Four. Yep which yeah hopefully early next year yeah don't know 
what platform it's going to be on after our little um, episode <laughs> of the last one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I noticed when that my... got a mention on uh, That Comic Smell today. I was listening to the new episode of That Comic Smell and they went, you can see why I got banned. That is something about, oh, issue three got them banned and um, someone on That Comic Smell said, issue three, have you seen issue one? Like that. I was so <laughs> proud. but yeah yeah hopefully that'll be out soon i mean i've got some i'm gonna spend some time over over christmas getting that together i mean i think it's gonna be it's gonna be black and white yeah um it's gonna be magazine size i mean hopefully the the lack of coloring will mean i can put it out even quicker than than the last ones yeah um but yeah i'm just looking that was that one came about because you know we felt a little bit of injustice, even though we weren't bothered about the whole Kickstarter thing, we <laughs> we did feel like we we wanted to just get more readers really, and yeah. and by going down the road the road we we um, we did we did with the pre order. Um, obviously, I think we did, we did we did pretty well sales wise, but yeah. we were relying on the folks that had already bought it and yeah. not the people that had, that you know could have possibly found it and i think there's another um, lesson learned there we should have mentioned really around the the pre-order thing is we you set up a is it a gumroad website wasn't it is that how it worked uh yeah so um i can't remember why i went with gumroad now i think i'll just i like that they well i mean if you bought the digital one you'd have seen that i uploaded the pdf to it and you can set a time when to release it, and it just sends it out, doesn't it? And yeah. It char- and then charges the, the the reader. So. Oh, okay. Oh, that, that is clever. That's, yeah. So that's very like minimal effort for me, which is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think um, the problem we had with that, mate, is it it was uh, one more step. You had to put your number in twice, and a lot of people were messaging us saying, "Oh, it's not working," and and. You you know you have to put it in twice, mate. It was the way it worked, and it it became. Well, I had a message today with someone saying, "Oh, can I buy it now?" Because I I got a bit pissed off with trying to work the yeah. You know, which well, it's, yeah. It's the um, it's the beauty of Kickstarter, mate. To be honest, you know what I mean, everyone's already on it. Yeah. You know, every true. everyone everyone's gone. I'll say everyone. Most people have Kickstarter accounts. Their card details are linked. You don't even have to pay for it when you back it yeah. straight away. Uh, it's just. So yeah, I'd, whereas for a, on here, yeah, for right, a um, yeah for a pre-order, I wouldn't. I'd avoid the Gumroad just if just for ease, really, just to stop you getting having to explain three or four times a day. Now you need to put your number in twice, and I think I ended up getting a bit worried, and I ended up um, ordering it three times myself just to make sure it's still working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I I would say you know if you've got a digital book then I'd say go for Gumroad because I think that's pretty handy. Yeah, that was that. good. Yeah, that is a good option. Isn't it, for um, the digital but yeah, things. maybe I guess the I guess the issue was we we tried to make it like Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. And I think and that I felt you know, the, it's obviously not made for that. I felt the pressure more from doing a pre-order than I did from when we did a Kickstarter for getting it out quickly. I don't know why. And it makes no sense at all. But as a pre-order where we've taken people's money, and still you take people's money on Kickstarter, don't you? And, and people not people don't put books out for fucking years sometimes. But the I don't know. I just felt a bit more of a pressure around the pre-order thing. I think maybe it's when we do it next time, if we do a pre-order, we'll do will be released on this date. We add that, and maybe make it a week after we think it's going to be ready, so we can release it early. 
Um, I think if you're going to do a pre-order, like you do on Amazon, you know, if you order a book on pre-order, it will give you a date. This is released in April 2021, or it's going to be. I, I might do that. I think. I think that might be a good shout next time we do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, the whole the whole thing was pretty um, sort of slapped together in like yeah. 45 minutes in the early hours of the morning. Yeah. Really. And you, so you, you woke me up and told me, and I agreed, and that was it. That was. I worked quite hard on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think we did all right in, in the. Uh, in the circumstances yeah i think we did man. yeah no definitely down to you yeah i think we really did good so we got that you're doing are you doing satan's library you're doing another version of satan's library aren't you yeah i need to finish that and stop being so lazy um <laughs> it's 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 been so close to being done for so, for so long uh but yeah um i did a book um which i think you quite liked uh, yeah really liked yeah at the end of maybe this time last year i think it was just coming out or maybe this this December, early December, because I think I had it at BAM. That's right. That's we talked about it on the way to BAM, didn't we? Um, which was yeah. I mean, it, it's just a it's just a nice little sort of zine type thing about sort of comic shops, and I wrote it after I'd been uh, to the states and I'd been to a lot of comic shops there, and um, yeah, I just really I think it's you know some of my better stuff, and I get I think I've you know, there's a lot more people read my work now than then. Yeah, and I would, I would, you know, like them to to read that one as well. So I've just re, I've redrawn the whole thing. I mean, I was it was supposed to be a case of me reprinting it, um, and then I looked at it and thought, oh no, and then um, just redrew the whole thing. Oh wow, okay. I've, I've, so the, the main story has been redrawn. The little the little mini comics inside have um, I relettered one and then completely put a new story in. For another one. Oh, um, so that. it's a whole okay. it's, it's a whole new book, really. Yeah, I get you. Oh, good stuff, man. I've, I mean, you, you've had, your art has improved, man. And it, it was never bad, but it's exceptionally good now. I'm loving it at the moment. It's so good. And I think the Thanks. the um, Ghost Commando looks great, man. Uh, slapping. I'd, we promised ourselves going into this, we wouldn't slap ourselves on the back, didn't we? That was one of the That's agreements right. we had. We can slap each other on the back. That's, That's fine. fine. Yeah, no, I, do, I definitely think it looks good, man. Yeah, it's good. But there you go. So um, I hope you have learned something. Hang on, hang on, oh, okay. What have you got coming up, mate? Um, what have I got coming up? Oh Christ. Um, well, I'm trying to write. I'm trying to write Atomic Hook. I'm trying to write um, uh, Tony Osman two. I've actually planned it. I just need to actually get down and buckle down and write the pages. Um, and I'm writing. I've actually um, halfway through writing something called George Mayhem, which is uh, you've heard the name here first with um our buddy um and somebody we we because we, we're quite clo- we're quite closed camp aren't we you got you got to get in with us haven't you to get in you, to get in with it's the the out crowd i'm not even hey it's very exclusive yeah i'm not yeah exclusively <laughs> grotty yeah it's like uh yeah you've got you've got to be and um we both really like this guy and it's, it's daryl thorpe and um we we like um I, I think I said I was quoted the other day by saying it's great working with people who are half my age and have got ten times the energy so I, it's great working <laughs> with you two guys because you I, I speak to I speak to Daryl a lot and he sent me he sent me some prep sketches again today of some stuff we're doing um, so there's a bit of that um, and then we have this sort of long long running plan to do a fanzine as well don't we um, and we spoke to a few people about pieces and stuff like that and that's uh, that's kind of on the bubble that's my project you keep saying to me that's your project. Yeah, but I'll still be coming you're, to you. To yeah, out. you're like you're you're super into that. You you got a load of fanzines delivered the um, I think during the first lockdown. I'm gonna say. Yeah, I did. And you were like. Yeah. 
that was like your thing like you were you keep talking to me but so i feel like that is your and and it's, it's sort of more more wordy yeah exactly yeah yeah so it's going to be some free form poetry in there um there's <laughs> <laughs> not the uh Very exciting. <laughs> um good excellent so there we go big plans i hope that you have learned something through our mistakes um and what we found works and what we found doesn't um we're very much feeling our own way through this and i don't think uh there's no set ways is what we've learned you just got to have fun with it which i think is what we've done and even even the little mistakes we've made we've earned we've owned sort of thing and and uh we're, not, we're never going to be millionaires are we uh, adam but the um we're doing all right we're having fun with it so that works yeah well yeah we're doing all right we'll probably just you know told your listeners how to suck eggs for 55 minutes <laughs> really, didn't we? yeah yeah probably <laughs> yeah yeah good okay mate well i'll say goodbye to you and continue chatting to you after i want need to tell you about that artist idea i've got uh and oh, yeah. uh, so i'll say goodbye to you now goodbye just so just so glad to talk to you again tony goodbye <laughs>